ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Yes, and you did hear me uh, chatting away on my microphone as we were trying to find uh, Kevin Ott. We found him now and he's uh, on the line. Kevin Ott, g'day. Good morning, Tim. Yeah, lovely to talk to you. You're well and happy? I am, I am. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. We're all good here. We're just uh, having some fun, playing some music and having a quiz and having a generally good time. Now, um, gee, we were just talking about AI again. We'll get there in a tick, but uh, get ready for a bunch of the, you're saying, absolute crappiest Mickey Mouse content you've ever seen. Well, I've seen your story. I mean, I'm going to ask you to tell me they're not doing it, but they obviously are. Yeah? Yeah, this is actually happening. So, the you know, the way copyright works here in the States is after a certain period of time elapses, you if you created a character or or uh, made a cartoon or made a movie after a certain period of time, the copyright on that lapses. Um, and then, uh, you know, that thing is released into what's called the public domain. Right. Uh, pretty soon. uh I think actually it started already this year. Mickey Mouse uh, entered the public domain. Now, not Mickey in general. As people know, there have been a lot of versions of Mickey over the years. Sure. Uh, this one is the 1928 version from uh, 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 Steamboat Willie. Steamboat um, Willie. Cool. Steamboat, yeah, that's the one where he, you know, he's it's black and white. He's whistling. He's yeah. at the ship's yeah. wheel, yeah. you know. Um it's a great cartoon and it's on Disney plus I, I recommend watching it uh, but it's entered the public domain so that version of Mickey you can sort of do anything you want with it and you don't have to worry about Disney suing you um, there were a lot of funny jokes on Twitter uh, on on the first of January with people just posting a picture of Mickey Mouse and saying look at this character I made uh, which is very cute yeah. um, but yeah. the, the unfortunate part is that we're gonna get a lot of really bad content out of this um yeah. what the first thing we're getting is a movie uh it's untitled right now and it's directed by a guy named Stephen lamort who seems to be doing mm. this as a career um he's making a horror movie about a sadistic mouse tormenting uh, a group of ferry passengers oh, um really <laughs> yeah you know i mean yeah. look i like horror movies um, I like sort of upending cultural touchstones and, and, and poking fun at things, yeah. uh, that are, you know, that are these massive cultural things, but this is just going to be so silly. And I think we're going to get more of this kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, there's going to be, I think a video game coming, uh, and I'm sure you can find lots of art of, of steamboat, Willie, Mickey, uh, either killing people or, or, you know, uh, being in an orgy or something. Oh, for goodness uh, sake. Yeah. So just, you know, get ready for that. You'll be able to avoid this. It's already happened with Winnie the Pooh is a movie called blood and honey, which kind of came and went, um, there was uh, another one directed by the same guy that's making this uh, guy named Stephen Lamort, who's making this Mickey Mouse comic. There's another one that he made about the Grinch, um, where I guess the Grinch comes in at Christmas time and kills everybody. Yeah. Again, horror is great. This is just silly. It's just shock for shock's sake, and I don't think yeah. anybody's going to really enjoy it. No, I remember seeing the uh, there was a docker. There's been a few on on mm -hmm. Walt Disney and. Uh, Goodness, but that goes back to the twenties, doesn't it? Steamboat Willie, uh, nineteen twenty-eight. Nineteen twenty-eight. Goodness mm -hmm. me! And obviously, that means you know, with the copyright expiring, it's fair game. So, well, pretty much anyone can make something, can they? 
yeah, you or I can, um, wow. and you know, we can't get in trouble. And that's cool. That's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, you, you want people to be able to have sort of, uh, access to these cultural, uh, icons to be able to kind of do what they want with them. Mm. Um, you don't want to stifle creativity. You don't want to tell people, you know, this old character, you can't use it. But on the other hand, you do want to reward new things and new creativities. Right. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, this, um, like I said, we're going to see more of this. Uh, if you see anything with Steamboat Willie uh, with a knife in his hand or a chainsaw <laughs> or something, uh, don't be surprised. Yeah, indeed. Um, now, I, I tell you, um, we talk about movies a lot here, and uh, my wife and I, we're a bit hard to get to go to the movies, but we've seen this on streaming, and it's one of our favourite movies of, of recent times, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Am I pronouncing mm-hmm. his name correctly? Ki Huey Quan? I believe it's Kihi Kwan. Kihi Kwan, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and he was kind of, you know, uh, when you put Michelle Yeoh in your movie, you're not going to be able to top that. You're not going to be able to sort no. of yeah. overcome her star power. Uh, but him being uh, the male lead in that movie was a huge, huge, I think, uh, uh, you know, key to its success. Mm. Um, uh, and then, you know, since then, we've all been saying, oh, my God, where has Kihi Kwan been? Where has Short Round been? Because we loved him as Short Round uh, when he was a child, and we loved him in, in Goonies, and he didn't do much throughout the 90s or the early 2000s. Right. So this was a real comeback for him. Um, since then, he's been on Loki. Uh, he's, in a, um, he's in an animated comedy called, uh, rather an animated uh, uh, family series called American Born Chinese. So he is having a bit of a comeback. Um, mm. But he isn't starring in anything, and it doesn't look like he's ever started anything if you look at his IMDb. But now mm. that's changing. Um, a movie called With Love is coming out. The cool thing about it is it's directed by David Leach, who is the guy who made, uh, I think he made the first two Deadpool movies. Uh, he made the first John Wick movie. He made uh, Bullet Train, Atomic Blonde, all of these really sort of uh, martial arts and fight-centered movies, action movies. And he's going to be making a movie with Kihi Kwan, who is obviously very good at this sort of thing, if you've seen everything everywhere all at once. Oh, great. Um, yeah, terrific. So movie. this is really cool. Uh, Kihi Kwan has he, has, he has heart to spare. Whenever he's on screen, you just fall in love with him all over again. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, we didn't really watch him grow up before our eyes because he did kind of disappear from the screen for a long time. Um, but it is like finding, like meeting an old friend, right? Uh, and I'm really looking forward to this. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's just his face. He's just got the most. I don't. Know, do I call it a lovely face? It just looks uh, like it looks like just a really nice human being. <laughs> he does. It, it, he's very sweet seeming. You know. Yeah. Um, I think avuncular is a good word. Good you know, word. You, yeah. You want to have yeah. him be your kindly uncle. Um, yeah. And he's got that, he's got that sort of high pitched voice who is, which is, uh, you know, uh, just very nice to listen yeah, to. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's he's just great. I'm really I, I I am very much looking forward to this movie. Yeah, it'd be great to see him again. Now uh, we were just talking about uh, Kevin, and I don't think uh, you're going to stop talking about AI. And and some people are, are frightened of it, and uh, but it's coming. In fact, it's here, and uh, will only just uh, be more a part of our lives as the years go on. But uh, this is Ready Player One, you know, the one where the future humans spend their lives in the oasis. So, what's going to happen with that? Yeah. So, you know, we miss the point of a lot of movies um, and a lot of TV shows 
Most recently, uh, Netflix, uh, they made the, the excellent Korean drama. Um, oh, geez, I'm forgetting the name of it. Uh, 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 Not Parasite. No, no. Um, uh, uh, it's uh, Squid Game. Squid Games. Right. Squid Games yeah. yeah, most recently, uh, yeah. Uh, Netflix made Squid Game, and then they made a, a game show based on Squid Game, mm. which seems, if you've seen Squid Game, is it seems really like it's missing the point. Um, it's happening again with Ready Player One. Ready Player One was a book, and then it was a movie. It uh, it's not very good. It's a Spielberg movie. I think a lot of people think of it as as you know, kind of down there with 1941. Uh, I don't think of it that way because I really like 1941. Yeah. Um, but this is not one of Spielberg's better movies. You know, again, it's based on a novel. It's really just a bunch of you know a collection of 80s references strung together with with kind of a weak plot. Um, but it's about people sort of getting lost in this virtual world. You know, you mentioned it, the Oasis. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's about sort of like the Oasis being so much better than the real world, because the real world in the in the book is this sort of post capitalist hellscape. Uh, uh, Nobody has a good life except for the very, very rich. Um, And, uh, you know, so they escape into Oasis and the end of the movie is, is, you know, them sort of shutting the Oasis down for, for, I think, a day a week so people can rebuild the world or something. Um, mm. Anyway, we're getting, uh, we're getting a game that's based on the Oasis, that's based on Ready Player One. Um, it's, uh, it's not an AI game. It's a, um, it's a virtual reality game, uh, which uh, if anybody has um, like a, an Oculus or a, a PS, a PlayStation virtual reality yeah, device, right. you'll be able to play it on that, just like in the movie, which is pretty cool, um, until you remember that the movie was kind of about people getting lost in this world and people uh, you know, ignoring their real lives. Um, uh, it should be interesting. Mm. What's cool is you can go in there, and uh, you know, I think it's going to be put together by Warner Brothers, so you can go in there and you can play, you can be all the Warner Brothers characters. You can be Batman, Superman, uh, uh, you know, Roger Rabbit, Mickey Mountain. Yeah. Not Mickey Mouse, unless it's Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, you know, um, if you're a video game fan, if you're a virtual reality fan, uh, this might be a lot of fun. Um, but just, uh, uh, you know, remember to take the, uh, the virtual reality mask off once in a while. Yeah. Well, you know, the story you sent me, and look, I think uh, some of my listeners are railing against it and others are saying, well, look, uh, it's here. So it just has yeah. to be accepted and they will continue to use it. But um, yes, the holders, which is, what are they called? Authentic brands uh, yeah. have the rights to Muhammad Ali Enterprises to release an AI-powered boxing game. Uh, wow. Muhammad Ali, the next legend. So uh, it's just going to keep happening, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, it's not going anywhere, and no. there's not nobody seems to be making any moves to, um, you know, regulate it or anything like that. So, yeah, I agree. Get used to it. It's yeah. here, and it's not going anywhere. It, it is not going to go away. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just going to have to accept these things, and uh, it, it's all very well to what rail against it, but you're going to have to accept it. Now, this is an interesting one, and you're going to have to explain this to me because I don't quite get it. Uh, it's uh-huh. quite a, a deal at the Oscars, a bit of a shake up with Barbie and what it can be nominated for at the Oscars. Oscars. You have to explain this one. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I don't fully get it either. So just uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, What's happened is, so, uh, you know, 
the the movie Barbie, right? Yeah. Uh, when the studio that made it, I forget which one was it. Paramount was it a uh, Universal? Mm. Whatever uh, it was, yeah. you know, they submitted it to to uh, the the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, mm. uh, the people who do the Oscars, and they submitted it and they said, "This is an original screenplay. We would like this movie to be considered for best original screenplay." Ah. Uh, and uh, the Academy said. Well, no, they sort of looked at it and they said, no, we're going to give it we're, we're going to uh, move it to best adapted screenplay. So if Barbie wins a screenplay I award, see, it's going to be see. adapted, not original. Right. It um, seems like, you know, uh, from, from from outside, from somebody who doesn't work in the industry or to somebody who doesn't work in the industry, this is got probably going to seem very arbitrary. And I actually well, would say yeah, that it's not yeah. arbitrary. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, the rules that the Academy uses are sort of similar to the rules that um, that the Writers Guild of America uses to determine credits, for instance. Um, mm. But Barbie was a pre-existing property, and that's why the Academy said, I no, see. it has to be an adapted screenplay, yeah. not an original one. Um, yeah, but, uh, like, honestly, my question when I hear this is, why do we have these two categories anyway? Um, is really important. Why do we have sound design and sound editing? Um, and I think if you look those those categories, you know, you can justify that. You can absolutely justify mm. having these two two categories if you sort of go into the minutia of why of the differences between these two things. But the Oscars are not really for uh, uh, movie people, are they? They're for the general public. Well, that's right. Uh, yeah for the general public so that uh, the Academy can sell advertising so that it can continue its work uh, preserving films. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so uh, this all seems very arbitrary, I think to the outsiders. And because of that, because the outsiders are who the Oscars are for, I feel like they waste a lot of time doing this. Um, do we really need these categories split up? Mm. And if we do, why aren't other categories split up? Um, how come we get a best song, uh, but not, you know, uh, a best kiss like mm. the, uh, the, the, the MTV movie awards do a best kiss. They do a best fight, mm. you know, um, uh, why don't we do cool things like that? It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's really arbitrary, I think. And it makes it seem like yeah, the decisions yeah. that are being made have a, an amount of arbitrariness to them. And it makes it hard for me to watch, at least. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I suppose if if you'd written the screenplay, you might be a bit mm-hmm. miffed. They're going to call it adapted, and you think, well, it's not adapted; it's original. I wrote it, but yeah, well, they're going to have to wear it. They can't complain, I suppose, can they? No. Exactly, and the, you know, Barbie was written by uh, Greta Gerwig and um, Noah Baumbach. Uh, yeah, Greta Berg and her husband Noah yeah. Baumbach. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I would. If they're going to get an Oscar, I don't think they're going to care whether it's adapted or original, but it's not really adapted from anything. Um, There's lots of Barbie content that uh, predates this movie, and it's not as though they went into one of those Barbie movies that they make for little kids, uh, you know, and adapted that. This was a wholly original story, sort of using a pre-existing character. Now, you know, in the future, if we see uh, um, uh, a sequel get nominated for best screenplay that will too be uh, nominated for best adapted screenplay mm. because it will have characters from the first movie. Um, and again, this stuff all makes sense. If you get into the minutia of it, there, there are very good reasons for all these things, 
But again, this is like, did you ever go into a store and you ask a clerk a question and they respond with a bunch of jargon sort of specific to the store and you don't know what they're talking about it happens when you go into like a hardware store or something. Oh, yes, That's what yes, this sure. feels like. Yeah. This okay. feels like movie jargon, uh, you know, kind of inflicted on the public. Yeah, gets what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, well, you know, goodness me, the, the world's advancing too quickly. And we should uh, mention with you, and uh, we learned it a couple of hours ago ourselves, that uh, David Soule has passed away in London at the age of 80 and uh, he had a long and illustrious career. I think he was in Flipper when he was younger. He was in the uh, the series of Salem's Lot, the Stephen King. Uh, he was in Magnum Force with Clint Eastwood. Oh, he had a lot of things and had the singing career as as well. And we've we've lost him at the age of eighty. That's really uh, you know I was um, I liked Starsky and Hutch. It ran it was, when I was yeah little good show yeah good show. runs. Yeah, yeah I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and him sort of making the move to a, a successful singing career. Um, and really being taken seriously, that's uh, that's something not a lot of people are able to do. So Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah. Good for him, and, and the world lost someone really wonderful. Yeah, they did. Always a joy to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tim. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music, and more.